Perfectionism is one of those things that can often get the best of us. Join us today as we dig into why do people lean towards perfectionism? How is it holding us up from leaping into our full potential? What are the signs and how do we start stepping in a direction that has more self-fulfillment and less hold on us? Welcome to Career Strategies for Women That Work. I'm JJ DiGeronimo, and I select each episode with you in mind, a working woman that wants to have more influence and impact than they have today. With insight and research, you can gain momentum, knowledge, and even tools to help you leap in the direction you desire. With each episode, you can visit the show notes where I include additional links, worksheets, and questions for podcast clubs. Let's get started. Would people describe you as a perfectionist? I used to think that this was a compliment. I even seeked out praise for over-delivering, over-achieving, over-preparing. But now I see that this was more about protecting myself and being sure that nobody around me knew that I was looking to avoid negative comments. I was looking to avoid criticism. I was looking to avoid not being good enough. Now, it was not easy to break away from perfectionism. I still see it creeping into my life every single day. And even when I first recognized it, I tried to shift to oh no, I'm not a perfectionist at everything. I'm just a selected perfectionist. I really focus in on a few things and do them really, really well. But now I can see that too was a cover-up. With all my work in self-development, spiritual alignment, and mind mapping, I now realize that perfectionism is a huge trap. A trap that's preventing us from digging deep releasing the guilt, and realizing that we do not need to seek external approval for self-love. Now, I know that's a lot. And you may still be thinking, "Uh, yeah, JJ, that's great, but I really need to do a great job on my next project. Sure, you do need to do a good job, but do you need to do 110%, 120%, 140%? Because deep down, you believe your self-worth depends on the acceptance of others. Because for many, they're going above and beyond because their self-worth depends on the acceptance of others. Now, it's important to remember that perfectionism is not part of our personality. Rather, it is a tool to avoid criticism and judgment of others. Now, I really had to think about this because When I was in the throes of perfectionism, I would tell you, that is crazy. I'm not looking for acceptance of others and sidestepping criticism. I just want to do a fantastic job because I want to get to the next step in my career. I want to reach my goals. But if I peeled the onion back, I really had to recognize that 80 to 90% would have been great. I didn't have to jump to 120%. And some of you may be working for people that are perfectionists. And you know this because when you turn work over to them, they rewrite the whole presentation or the document or the summary of notes. 
And you have to remember that that is more about them than it is about you because they don't want people to recognize, realize, or discover that they're not good enough. Now, what I really had to dig into is why is perfectionism such a trap for so many women? Sure, men have it too, but perfectionism is really seems to resonate in women. And I find it so often in women that I work with in the field, especially women in male-dominated careers. If I was really honest with myself, because I was the only woman at so many tables, I often felt like I had to go above and beyond to convince them and sometimes myself that I belonged, that I was worthy, and that I had what it took to sit at that table. Now, for many of us, our moms were not working in the careers that we're in. Some of us, of course, they are. But for many of us, we are blazing new trails. We're at new tables, which is incredibly fantastic because we want the women behind us to even have more opportunity than we have at this moment. But one of the things that are holding many of us back is that we're trapped in our own thought pattern that is preventing us from letting go and enjoying the journey because we're so caught up on being so perfect all the time so that nobody finds out we really don't belong. And until we do that mind shift of, yes, I do belong. I have a lot to contribute. I do look at things differently than you. That doesn't make them wrong. It makes it different and can actually be beneficial to the process. Now, through my research for this episode, I was surprised to learn that so many think that perfectionism is actually contagious, and it's often passed from a parent to a child, and is really fueled by a critical inner voice that often tells us we're not good enough, we don't have what it takes, and we have to overcompensate on the outside so that we can be sure that no one else can figure out how we're truly feeling. Brene Brown pulls this together so perfectly. She states, perfectionism as a self-destructive and addictive belief system that fuels this primary thought. If I look perfect and do everything perfectly, I can avoid or minimize the painful feelings of blame, judgment, and shame. So as you listen to this episode, It may be a bit uncomfortable, but at least crack the door open and think about where perfectionism bubbles up for you. And if this episode doesn't resonate with you, but if you have a few friends that are struggling with perfectionism, please be sure to pass this along as a gift, helping them recognize that this is not a trait. This is something that they can sidestep so they can have a more enriched life and actually enjoy their journey. Through my research and my own experience, I now realize that perfectionism can be a cover-up for not feeling good enough or believing you do not have what it takes to be part of the role, project, team, or initiative. And this often peaks when you start things new for the first time, or you're engaging with a new group of people, or you've been shuffled into a new part of your organization. Things that you do for the first time often kickstart your need to do it perfectly. But as we know, that is almost impossible because if you're doing it for the first time, you don't know what 
you're supposed to do. You do not have experience in this area. And so it's very common that you're going to make mistakes, that you're not going to know how to get things done, that you're going to have to rely on others. And for you, it's really about managing that inner self-talk that can often encourage you to overdo it. Now, of course, this can also come up in projects you've done many, many times, but often when you have more experience in a particular area, you have higher self-efficacy. So you have a vision of what you want to create, you have experience doing it, and you know you can get it done. So be sure you monitor yourself as new projects come in the door compared to what happens when projects you've already have experience with. Now, many of us that work in very demanding fields almost never have a similar day. And so many of us are in that fight or flight mode that really kicks our perfectionism, our need to get it all right, our fear of looking foolish or ill-prepared. But ask yourself, what am I trying to cover up? What am I afraid they will see if this is not 100%? Ask yourself, does my perfectionism delay me from getting started on a project, initiative, or commitment? Does it give me anxiety that it won't be right, perfect, or done? And does it prevent me from enjoying my work, opportunities, and engagements? Think about this when you focus on being perfect you often lose opportunities to do other things because you spend so much time making something as perfect as you can get it. You'll never get that time back. It's lost time. And so if you have it 80 to 90% done or close to 100, give yourself permission to let it go. Trust that it's good enough. And for many of us that have been in the workforce for a long time, we often know there's many, many drafts and iterations, and sometimes the projects go completely unused. And if you're looking to really understand how you move more from self-doubt to self-efficacy, check out episode three, Leaping from Imposter Syndrome to More Self-Efficacy. There, I really dive into clear strategies that help you understand why our mind often drives us in our direction of being overprepared, of not accepting what we don't know, and really helps us leap in the mindset of having a vision and believing we can achieve it, which is often the differentiator for many, many successful professionals. So if you find yourself starting to rework an entire project, or fix things that aren't really truly broken, or even driving people on your team and in your organization a little crazy because you just nitpick every sentence, every slide, step back and realize that your perfectionism may be hindering the growth potential and opportunities of others that you work with. And that's shifting your lens of what you need to improve and strive for is an opportunity for you to let go a little bit and believe in your abilities to create more opportunities for growth and even abundance. So as we jump into the next section with a few steps that you can use, if you're starting to feel that anxiety, the pressure, and even the thoughts of, I have to make this perfect, or this is an extension of me, or I'm the only one that can get this done, or I have to fix all of this myself. 
let's really dive into what does that mean and what are steps you can do to kind of move from a state of this is being done to me to this is being done for me. And I think many of us really have learned over the years that there is beauty in the journey and that perfectionism is just really hindering our ability to embrace our gifts and step into our truest form of ourself, which is not perfect, but is often beautiful. As I glance over at my fair trade tote from Organic Spa Magazine and peek at all the special gifts they sent me, I could not be more thrilled to share that I am now a Live Well member. With printed and digital copies of Organic Spa Magazine and sample packs every other month, plus a chance to win a wellness trip, I had to share this with all of you. Join me and grab your Live Well membership valued over $25,000 in benefits for just $14.95 a month. You get access to a full digital library, exclusive toolkits, and how-tos to learn a more sustainable and wellness lifestyle. So pop over to Organic Spa Magazine or visit the link in my show notes. See you there. So how do you make this happen? What are some of the steps that I've used and others have used to sort of break free of this perfectionism trap? The first is, when does this happen to you? When do you feel the need to be so perfect? Is it a particular project, a group of people, every aspect of your life? Where does it really come true for you? And then second, think about a time in your life, usually years ago, that you can recall when this first happened. Was this back in grade school? Did a teacher pressure you? Did a parent pressure you? Were you mocked out by peers? Or did you have a sibling that overperformed that you felt you need to do it too? When did this happen to you? Oftentimes there is a story or a recollection or a series of events that made you feel inadequate or shamed or You lived in a household or you attended a school that praised students and children that went above and beyond that you yearned for this approval. And then think, do I really need this approval now? Is this still even relevant? Or was this acknowledgement something that happened years ago that I've carried through my life? I think for many of us, perfectionism started decades ago. Somewhere in your life, you either felt shamed out in fear or you yearned for the acknowledgement and acceptance of others. And you carried that through to where you are in your life now. And for many of us, we have to release those stories and recognize that those stories are just on repeat in our head and they aren't real. And that we don't need to over-deliver and over-strive and drive ourselves crazy because the only love and acceptance that you really need to create is what comes from within. What comes from within? Within you. How do you feel about yourself? Are you always searching outward for self-love and self-acceptance? What are those stories that you've been telling yourself for years and are they even valid? For many people, they turn to energy practices and one of the ones that I have found most freeing is EFT. 
the emotional freedom technique. It's an alternative to traditional treatments for healing pain and emotional distress. EFT is commonly referred to as tapping or psychological acupuncture. For many of us, we need to focus on the emotion, the stories that we created years ago that were built around how much we accept ourselves. And we have to release those stories and energies so that we create space for more light and love for us. Now, this is not always easy. And I have spent the last 10 years working with energy practitioners, many of which I'm going to bring together in my new community, Together We Seek. This is not launched yet, but it is something I'm very passionate about because so many women, including myself, have been looking outward, have been really embracing our own self-worth based on things happening around us. And what I've learned in the 10 years of working with different energy healers and light practitioners is that many of the things that are happening outside of us are actually happening inside of us. And that it is up to us to really work through these stories and shadows so that we can create more space. And I can assure you that I have more light and love because I've taken the time to do this. So you will see me be pulling things together for you that give you the opportunity to dig deep that will help you align to conversations, activities, practitioners, that give you more light and love. And I think for many of us, it's about starting small and really inventorying those stories, understanding what are your triggers. And I love the article I attached in the show notes, which can be found at jjdgeronimo.com forward slash 17. Courtney shares her journey to embrace average in her article, My Secrets to Overcoming the Painful Traps of the Perfectionism. And I think she shares some really awesome points that you should check out in her article, which can be found in the show notes. So this may not be super easy the first time. It's hard to dig into your stories, understand why you do things. And sometimes it's easy as just setting a few time limits. Like I'm only going to give myself an hour to work on this project, or I'm going to lean on a friend or a coworker and let them review it to see if the project's good enough. Remember, this is more about what is happening inside of you. And I think for many of us, self-worth is defined and supported by you, not others, and definitely not your results. It just muddies the water. And of course, you know, you want to do a good job at what you have at hand, but you don't need to go overboard. And I think for many of us, it's just honoring what we have to share with the world through our work, our contributions, and the things we choose to focus our time on. So good luck, keep me posted, and feel free to share your milestones with me. And be sure to use this episode as a tool, talking points, and keep a lookout for the show notes that will also include podcast club questions that you can work with different friends, coworkers, and even women's groups. The goal of these podcasts is to really be a catalyst for a bigger conversation so we can see more women at more tables. So thank you for joining and we'll see you here again in two weeks.